0: The app that's taken teenagers
1: by storm, TikTok. Okay, well, welcome to Let's Talk About It. I'm Ray. I'm Alexa. And I'm Amanda. Today, I aim to answer the question on every millennial's mind: Who the fuck is this dude, Corpse? I cannot wait. I cannot so wait. find out So do you do know anything about Corpse? Has he stumbled across Okay he hasn't no. stumbled across your you pages yet I mean
2: I know you've mentioned Him Him To us And even in those weeks Where I knew of his existence from you I still know Have heard no reference to him whatsoever Have no idea what you're talking about Which is pretty rare for like a big TikTok trend That at least one of us sees I feel like the rest of us catch up eventually Not the case here yeah, so
1: basically there is a rap song going around TikTok by this anonymous faceless rapper called Corpse. Sort of a Banksy. Sort of a Banksy vibe. A bonky. A bonky, sure. Yeah. Um, and I first stumbled across it because there was a video that came around with the song on my For You page that was this millennial person. And they were like, what the fuck is this rapper that all these 13-year-old girls want to fuck
2: they want to fuck him even though he's faceless
1: yes like what
2: does he look like
1: well i think that maybe by playing the song you will
0: you will get some insight. okay wait sorry before we play the song can i just ask like how are we hearing about 13 year olds wanting to fuck this person yes
1: i will i will talk about the attention on TikTok. Before we play the song. Okay. So, basically, through my research on TikTok, what I've stumbled upon on my For You page, and just by doing research on this for this episode, people are really going wild for him and find him very hot. Um, Again, even though he's faceless. Even though he's faceless anonymous, we do not know
0: his true identity. I mean, I feel that way about Orville Peck. Who's Orville Peck? It says Orville Peck never revealed his face. I think some people, like, know who he is, kind of. He's that but...
1: musician with the, like, fringe mask cowboy look. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, maybe. Okay. Anyways. So, I can relate on some level. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I just pulled some sort of captions that I would seen so you guys would get information. Okay. Great. Um, user Miso Kenya, um, posted the song with the caption, quote, a voice that can make anyone go feral.
2: What? Uh, many, I, li- I literally can't
1: even many, imagine what this is going to sound like. Many react, <laughs> many blind react videos to his song are just people completely mouth open, freaking
2: out. And so, um, like, I guess maybe you don't even want to tell me this because I don't even know what to expect. But is it because he sounds good? Is it because the music sounds I, like really I think overtly you need, sexual? I
1: think you, you're, you're gonna hear it. And you're going to understand.
0: Okay, yeah. I, so basically,
1: yeah. this song started making the rounds. So he released this song on September 25th. It's called E-Girls Are Ruining My Life. And it's featuring um, another person named Savage Gasp. And the S is a dollar sign in mm. Gasp. Okay. Um, it has already racked up 25 million streams on Spotify. And on October 2nd, he finally joined TikTok In response to a lot of fake accounts being created to pretend... Like, pretending it was him. Um, And in the video, he only shows his hand. And people
2: absolutely flipped the fuck out. Oh my god. Because it's like a hot hand. Like a sexy hand. Within
1: a few minutes of the video being posted, hashtag only hands was trending on Twitter.
2: Because the thing is, I've... So, unfortunately, I am sometimes exposed to horny TikTok. A lot. And... I do see a lot of very cringe videos of like guys just like with their hands just like grabbing things, and there will be a text like with some yeah. kind of weird like BDSM caption so on it. So
1: I want to play the song, okay, and then I'll play the hand video
2: because okay. I think that a lot of questions are about to be answered. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm all right. I'm so excited, ready? kind yes. of. I need I'm, I'm very excited. interested to hear your thoughts. Oh man, this has been hyped to all hell. All right, all
1: right. This is E girls are ruining my life. Here
0: we go.
2: Scared. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> it kind of has that, like, um, how the creator, like, um, horror rap, yeah. like, in Saint Confuci,
2: like, vibe. <laughs> but, like,
0: not as good.
1: Well, it's very of like the emo rap that was big
2: on SoundCloud in the past few years, to yeah. So I do understand sort of, yeah, like the genre that it's in. But for what it's worth, and maybe this is just—I mean, maybe I'm just too gay for this. But I, like, that frightens me, and I have <laughs> negative sexual attraction right now. I'm not boned up, folks. I am scared. Well, let's, <laughs> for, I just let's heard. more. <laughs>
1: About, so, okay, you are not boned up. Amanda, how do you feel about it?
2: Because
0: I have to admit, I was kind of boned
2: You're up. You're boned up. I okay. was boned up by this it. This fascinating.
0: Okay. I am not boned up. I don't know how much... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much what I've already learned about him is, like, contributing to my not being boned up This Because, like, I already know that it's, like, this big, weird, like, fad that everyone's in on, which already my, like... Alt side. It's just like,
2: no. No, <laughs> you can't be boned up for something popular. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I'm almost disappointed, because, like, I get boned up to all kinds of music. Like because well, you love I horny love, music, I so love I was horny very music. interested but in this, your take on But this, that was not horny to me. Like, that was... Ca- a cross between, like, gross, actually, the way, like, his guttural voice sounded, cringe... Because I'm a pic- picturing, like, a very scrawny, weird white dude. You know, have you ever seen those white dudes who, like, weirdly, like, dress in a suit and they're like, I'm daddy today. But they're, like, really not. They're, like, 17 and really scrawny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, That's who I'm imagining. So the this. interesting thing, we'll, we'll, go, <laughs> in, we'll go
1: into what we do know about him. But something that I found interesting is that it's, he seems to dislike this, like over-sexualized attention. Okay, that's fair. like there have been tweets that are going around that he like really doesn't like be, like everyone being like daddy to him. Yeah, he like really hates it. Um, so anyway, I want to show you guys the hand video. Yeah. Um. So this also came around because he asked his Twitter followers to get him to a hundred a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, and that he would post a handpick after that. <laughs> Drop, leak the important thing picks. to know is that he was already well known on the internet before this, as but not. okay, a narrator of horror videos
2: on YouTube. Oh, interesting. Oh, I mean, I could respect. So he
1: that. already did have like a fan. He had um, and like he already had fans, and then within the past month, he has also become well known for streaming Among Us. the the video
2: game but he's never revealing his face like even in this whole time like he's been anonymous from the get yes okay
1: and he was even involved in the aoc stream of among us he was one of the players oh my
0: god um okay wait wait sorry i have (laughs) questions okay so (laughs) yes please (laughs) okay so the video the song you just played what video goes with that on tiktok like, what is, is good there, question. like, a meme? That's, that's a like good question.
2: Um, yeah, what's, like, the original, original? Let me see what the original video is. I actually don't know. Or actually, maybe even a better question was, like, was there a video using that sound before he was on TikTok? There was, right? Because people were making fake accounts with him.
1: Yeah, I think there isn't, uh, the top, um, the top video that is on the song is the video of his hand. Um, there was also a video going around of um, the the person whose face is on the cover. Um, her name is...
0: Oh, that's the New Jersey e-girl.
1: Her name is Emma The New Jersey, Emma Jersey e-girl. Um, so she also posted the video with the song, Once Corp Joins TikTok, and was here. I'm, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. But basically... I'm not sure when the song first came out and first entered the TikTok discourse, but because Corpse already had a fan base, Mm -hmm. um, specifically basically around his voice, because his voice was perfect for narrating these horror videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. um, Which he's been doing that since 2015. Um, So I think that once the song kind of came out, it just exploded.
2: It's just so interesting because like I can totally hear how he would be an excellent narrator for yeah. a scary video and I would like that, but I don't think it makes like fear, scary and corny yeah. don't go super well for me to get there. Well something I
1: as I was kind of looking through videos about him and like we're talking like the stance who, you know, you pull out like a second of something are like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So for example I think it's almost become this thing of, like, this, you know, we don't know who this person is. We don't know what they look like. But any sort of, like, nugget of, like, endearment, people lack Chomp There's, too. like, a
2: mystique in a way. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: for example, there's this video going around where all, everyone's freaking out about his very cute laugh. And I'm, I'm going to say, I'm just going to warn you guys, he screams first and
2: he laughs Okay, let's him. hear it. Okay.
0: But, like, he's... Okay, I guess... (laughs) It's like like people, like, will grab something and they're like, Oh my god, he's so cute! I guess the thing (sighs) that I don't really like about it is that he's not showing his face, and that's also clearly not his actual voice. Like, it's through a...
2: He's pitching it down or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I... Presumably, And and I
2: don't think the music
0: is particularly good or the lyrics are particularly interesting so it feels like almost like people are latching on to like what doesn't exist about him which is interesting it's like the idea of a person could be like he could be anything so that's endearing to people yeah And I do But I don't don't like that.
2: (laughs) Right. And I, yeah, I totally see that too. And I feel like especially, because this is like, this is a lot of teen girls that we're talking about, right? Yeah. Like, I definitely think- Very
0: much
1: Gen Z.
2: Right. And And I I
1: believe, I I couldn't find any, like, for sure sources. I think maybe from, like, an Instagram Q&A or something, what I could find on the internet
2: is that he's currently 27. So he is of our generation. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I think part of it, too, is, like... I mean, listening to his music, I could see someone being like, oh, he's a little dangerous. Like, he's a little spicy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a little scary, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he has no actual identity and is, like, completely, like, an abstract concept of that. So it's safe at the same time. Hmm. Like, so I kind of understand why, like, a younger audience could, like, glom onto that a little bit. Even though it, it's still a little weird. Yeah. And, I mean, for to his credit, if it sounds like he's uncomfortable with that attention, I mean, good on him for not, like at least explicitly taking advantage of it because that can also be very dark-sided.
1: So I'd love, kind of based on what you guys are saying around like being skeptical about the voice and kind of like what's the deal with this like mask that he's kind of putting on. I would like to talk about an interview I came across uh, with a YouTuber named Anthony Padilla. Anthony Padilla interviewed a lot of um, what he was calling faceless YouTubers. Mm -hmm. um, And he was interviewing these people in person. So he did see their face while he was interviewing them. There was no vocal alteration. And it was a few other YouTubers. And this is when he he was purely only famous on YouTube for the Mm -hmm. horror videos. So there were some interesting things that were said in there. He felt that having, um, like not having a face kind of allowed for more imagination and scare factor in his horror videos. Yeah. That you would kind of, as a listener, imagine where this voice was coming from. And all of the stories that he posts on YouTube are fan-submitted true stories that his fans have experienced oh, that's in cool. terms of
2: hauntings. Honestly, seems like a great, like, I like that. Yeah. Man.
1: um, And he did say that there is no photo of him on the internet before YouTube with his entire face in it. And that no one in his real life knows about his work. That basically he has a room in his apartment that has all of his, like, equipment. And that when his friends come over, they're not allowed to go in his room. And they're just kind of like, dude, what's in that room? Like, how are you getting all this money? And he's just like... I, I feel know. like
2: somebody must be putting this together. Wait, like, so everyone out
0: there with a weird friend who, like, always has yeah. the door <laughs> closed and is like, you can't go in there, it's like, oh, yeah, he's, like, a famous SoundCloud rapper. Right.
2: So, okay, but so, okay, so there's that level but of anonymity. I
1: think that you need to remember, before the SoundCloud rapper, he was, he was most famous, like, at, for the past five years... His bread and butter and his basically like his living yeah, for has narrating. come from narrating horror videos. Yes.
2: But so also just to be clear, like in his personal life, he has never had like a personal Facebook with pictures on him. Is that what you're saying? Or he's never had pictures of him like in any way tied to one of his like personas? The quote
1: I pulled from him just says, quote, there is no photo of me on the internet before YouTube with my entire face in it. Wow. Okay. So that's pretty And so pretty the serious. icon that he uses is this kind of stylized, and apparently it is based on his real face, um, half him with half this like Donnie Darko mask, and that was the icon that he used for YouTube, and it's kind of just like carried into. Yeah. It almost this. looks like
2: a gorilla's. You know. What it's I'm very about? kind of gorilla's esque like, Yeah.
1: Um. And even in this interview that he did with Anthony Padilla, where he did. You know, show his face to at least the interviewer, he typically wears a face mask. And this interview was released in March, so it was filmed pre COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that also his um, hiding his identity from the internet has destroyed his social life, <laughs> um, causing very confusing Hannah Montana situations between his internet friends and his real life friends knowing each other, but them both not realizing that, like, their, like corpse. Oh and my god! Corpse and whoever, whatever he. You real name know what? Oh my, if program. he
2: has mutual friends between real life and internet, like, uh, not no offense to this guy, but like, I can't imagine he's that slick. Like, how could you not even have people suspecting that it's like this one fucking dude who has no social media and like hides in his room? Like, there's gotta be some. Yeah, this was there.
1: this was very interesting to me. Um, he also said that he rarely leaves his house because he has severe anxiety around his recognizable voice. Interesting. Um, he has considered revealing his face. Um, he frequently just, like, in this interview said, like, I have gone on Instagram, I have, like, taken a selfie and hovered over the post button and even like dropped my phone and was just like if fate posts this video like or this picture today oh my god then imagine fine imagine the drama. um but he does know that revealing his face would be an absolute dramatic life change like i think he knows that i th- i think i mean at least in my like in my research of him i think that the facelessness of him is interesting especially for his like horror work Um, But also, I think he recognizes that this is, like, a real stressor on his life. Yeah. But But now he's kind of in too deep.
2: But is, so is his thought that, like, if he does reveal himself, the stress would get worse because now people know who he is and he actually has to contend with being, like, famous on some level in his personal life?
1: Yeah, he, he posted a tweet recently within the past week. That said, quote, I would love to have a conversation with Billie Eilish or something about how the fuck she coped with coming up so quick because this shit is hell behind the scenes. LMAO. So much wild shit goes on. I can't imagine my physical appearance being out there on top
0: of that. Mm. It sounds crazy. Yeah, I get that. And I worry about Billie Eilish. Like, she did come up really quickly and she's really young. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's an interesting, like, that, that makes me think a lot about, like, you know, the protection of, of your identity and kind of how you can make art and it gets received well and then you almost have no control over yeah. how people respond to your face. And that's a really, that, I can see why that would be a really scary thing for him.
1: Yeah. To yeah. reveal that. I also, he didn't mention this in the interview at all. And I could only find information on this situation through, like, a fan wiki page. Um, but apparently there was a stalking situation back in 2016. Yeah. Um, so I'm also wondering if maybe there is a greater fear among revealing his identity. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of detail, and there was stories on the internet, but that I could not verify. The only thing that I could find with certainty was that there was a deleted tweet from him that says, quote, I have some updated... Quote, I have some updates on the stalking situation, but I don't know how much I'm allowed to put out there yet. I will let you know when I'm sure. Gotcha. Um, so, again, Hmm. a lot of stories on the internet, uh, and I'm not sure if those sources are pulled from, like, you know, a live Q&A he did. Um, it seems like he's had a lot of, like, Q&As with the fans over the years, um, but, I, I mean, there were lots, and they were <laughs> hours long, and I did not yeah, watch all of them. that's fair. Um, So I, I think that, I don't know, I would just love your thoughts on kind of, like, the facelessness of him. Um, I think, you know, I was thinking a lot about other faceless people, like um, Daft Punk has their names revealed but not their faces. Right. Obviously, you mentioned Bansky. Um, even everyone in the Blue Man group, is actually um, anonymous. Or they like dead they mouse all have is day jobs. No, dead job. Dead mouse is not anonymous. He's a guy. Okay. Um, another big one being Pussy Riot is anonymous. Oh, yeah. Um, and it also makes me think of Sia, who, while she had a music career before, once she like shot up really fast, like avoided showing her face at any
2: yeah any point in time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I can kind of understand... I can understand it from a variety of levels. Because I do... So, I assume there was, like, actual utility to it at first. Like you said, like, I think the scariness factor of being anonymous when you're in, like, a horror genre. Like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Because if you, again, like, pair that face to, like, a 17-year-old kid, you know, your audience is going to be taken out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was 22 when he started his horror channel, theoretically.
2: Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, like, I could totally understand where it's just, like, literally your physical appearance doesn't fit the vibe that you're trying to put out. And so, yeah, just make it anonymous, and that's better. I also wonder, like, because I know in the case of Sia and potentially, I don't know, who knows, like, other celebrities that are in this position, like, if body dysmorphia comes into it, too, like, you just have your own, like, hang-ups about the way you look in public, and that will prevent you from ever doing it. And, yeah, because I do just have the sense that this is, like, a very... I don't know why, and I'm sorry, Corpse, if you ever hear this, I'm not trying to dig on you, but I have the sense that he's kind of, like, kind of a dweeby-looking guy. Like, I feel like he's not what his fan base wants him to look like, and he knows that, potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, the That's only... Interesting
2: the That's interesting That's my hints, gut feeling here. The only
1: hints of his appearance that I could find is um, that he said in an Instagram Q&A that he's half Mexican, indigenous, and half Irish. Um and that he wears a lot of black. Is pretty much all we know about his appearance.
2: I'm just picturing a dude who's like a hundred pounds soaking wet. Like, I don't know. I yeah, I'm just getting the sense that it's not it's not like he's putting out like sort of a menacing vibe, right? And I think physically he probably doesn't meet that. I don't yeah. know why this is my theory, but this I is mean, just that's just what I'm being told in my head.
0: That's like kind of like a a classic That's the Wizard of Oz, you know, like the the guy Mm -hmm. with the big scary thing. And then he comes out from behind the curtain and it's not what you expect. And so the amount of pressure, basically his whole career in some way, depends upon his face not being revealed. And I think what he's feeling with like, oh, I could just post this image right now and like be free of this is like the weight of that burden of knowing that it all rests in this one thing and he has to keep it under control or else like, like in part because it won't be what people expect, but it'll also never match
2: up. There's no, there's no reality that could match up to the fiction of what people have already constructed. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. No matter what he looks like, even my like theory about him aside, like, yeah, he's literally never going to fit everybody's, dream of what this dude looks like obviously because you can't look a million different ways yeah
1: i mean at the end of his interview with anthony padilla uh padilla asked something like um you know if people were considering kind of you know becoming a faceless youtuber what would you say and he was like i have severe anxiety like already that is now compounded by i'm paraphrasing but you know it's now compounded by this like I have to conceal my identity. Right. I can't... I'm afraid that my voice is going to be recognized, so I'm just, like, going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is,
2: like, living a lie, especially, like you said, if his family has no idea that he's doing this, mm -hmm. like, yeah, Jesus, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Um, The other interesting thing in terms of, like,
1: I don't want to say, like, motive, but um, in the same interview, he talked about how he dropped out of school at 12 and was basically told that he'd never amount to anything. So I think there is kind of also a desire in him to be, like, I could, like, prove to all these people that I did amount to something. Mm -hmm. Um, Because all of these people that he went to school with basically have never seen a trace of him since he was 12. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what his personal life looks in, like, friends, partner, family. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of makes me sad because, um, I don't know, and obviously in these times of, like, the corona. I think a lot about like internet connection versus real life connection and someone who's like built their entire community and their work on being anonymous on YouTube yeah, <laughs> to then have it like completely impact your IRL social life. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a big weight to carry that I don't know if like fame can really even, yeah you know, make up
2: for it. Well, it's interesting because on the one hand, I would almost assume that what he's doing actually affords him the ability to still have normal personal connections because, you know, he never has to worry about mm-hmm. if people are doing something because he's famous and they want something out of him, right? Like, mm-hmm. he maybe has afforded himself that, but I could understand on the flip side, it's, like, so much pressure. I mean, the thing that I wonder about, too, is, like, for his career in general, like, he can never say, like achieve this and like move on to something that wasn't completely self-produced because he would have to then reveal himself
1: right yeah yeah because like the whole trajectory of career also i mean like as someone who formerly worked in music like this youtuber was telling scary stories and had like a very niche but large fan base Mm -hmm. um i mean he had a million youtube subscribers by october of 2018 so he's had a fan base um, then starts playing Among Us with like PewDiePie and AOC who are like very I mean PewDiePie is like a very well known <laughs> gamer yeah um, and then everyone's like oh my god this guy's like tells us scary stories to go to you know to go to sleep at night and plays Among Us with PewDiePie and then like comes out with like this very like <laughs> sexual like deep voice like yeah um, this song um, what is Among Us. Among Us is, um, it's a video game. It's, I, like, I guess, like, the best way I can explain it is that it's kind of like mafia, um, and you're kind of, like, you and all the other players are, like, on this spaceship, and one of you is, like, an imposter, um, and so at the end of each round, you vote on, like, who you're gonna, like, kick off the ship. Okay. And so if you, like, kill the, you know, the alien or whatever, it's kind of like that Jackbox game, actually. Okay. Um... And it's a game that's become like popular very recently. Yeah. Like this year. Okay. So
2: I want to see these hand bids. Oh, yeah. The hand bids. <laughs> we have it again.
1: <laughs> so, like I said, he asked his Twitter followers to get him to 100,000 followers on Instagram, and then he would post a hand pick.
2: Um, <laughs> I just love that. He concept. apparently
1: woke up
2: Post-hands. to a
1: ton of comments on Twitter, and he tweeted, quote, bro, I just woke up, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> and then posted photos of his hands playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards and adjusting his thermostat. And people just like yeah. lost his fucking mind. Like, this
2: dude has Yu-Gi-Oh cards on hand. Like, no offense,
1: bro, bro. Um, so Here's <laughs> here uh, here the TikTok video he like, posted of his I hand. I have a
2: feeling you are not.
0: Hey, I don't know how the fuck TikTok works, but I've seen some accounts on here who are saying they're me.
2: Not me. so I wanted to solidify early that this is my only <clears throat> Okay. No I have so many thoughts. <laughs> Let's hear him. I mean, like, first of all, yeah, the way his voice sounds, and again, I'm not attracted to men, so, you know, I have no sexual <laughs> desire for men, so I could just fully be missing something here, and that's fine. <laughs> It is what it is, but the voice is so cringy to me. It is like only thirteen-year-old girls could like be into this, so that part I guess makes sense. <gasps> he's wearing like a beaded bracelet. I don't know. The beaded bracelet is a huge turn off. Yeah, <laughs> like this is this is like. This is, like, fucking... What
0: are we in, elementary school? Like, are we at a rave? Is this candy? I yeah. don't
2: know. <laughs> like, blur, baby. Like, I'm sorry. This is, like, Daryl from Anime Club. Like, this is not anyone sexy to me. This is, like, literally the dude who, like, wore Jack Skellington, like, from Hot Topic and, like, the big Janko jeans <laughs> and, like, really, really loved, like, System well, of a Down. I don't know. Like, I that's him. I up him. to me... <laughs>
1: I mean, okay, what is fucked up to me about it is that, like, that was hot to me when I was, like, 14 because I okay. was going to Hot Topic no at the mall and listening to a ton of fucking emo music about, like, wanting to die and, like, you know, the, the like, long haired skinny dude snake bites wearing, like, the women's skinny jeans. I was like, that is what I'm trying to, like, hit. Uh, hey, um, but the weird thing, I think, now looking at it through the eyes of a 13-year-old is, like, I don't know, it says something about, like, our type at that age, I guess. But I was also yeah. so under-sexualized at 13, whereas this generation is so much more, like, aware of their sexuality. Um, like, if I had heard, like, a song that goes, like, choke me, I would have been like, oh my god, like, I don't even want to have sex yet. Penises are gross. <laughs> like... Even though there was, like, a weird attraction to, like, this, like, kind of
2: right it's dangerous, it's topic, type, yeah.
1: I wasn't, like, trying to, like, fuck. Sorry, I kept cutting you off.
2: But no, you're good.
1: What did you want to say?
2: I just, I just, like, I completely understand that. And obviously, like, I totally had friends who would have been into that again when we were 13. But it's just strange to me that a dude who's 27 in 2020 is still on that day. Yes! That like, is what's,
0: like, I it's so mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Something I've been thinking about a lot with how certain things become significant um, at certain times is, is he taking something of the generation that we grew up in, he's our age, so... Yeah, he's our age. Taking something from that and then combining that, you know, the hot topic, system of a down vibe (laughs) with something new that is very current that the these 13-year-olds now are really connecting with and yeah. because it it's sometimes i think when you take two significant things two two like big moments and combine them together and make something new out of that it goes big because it resonates on a lot of different planes yeah. and it's also something that people haven't heard before I don't know if I feel that from him, but I also like was never really into that type of music, and I'm not really into yeah. like sound like SoundCloud rap or like YouTube culture or anything like that. So I wouldn't be the person who you're probably... not the audience exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, so at my uh, my first job right out of college, and you know, from 2016 to 2018, and I was working at a booking agency. It was pretty much as like emo rap was coming out and i think what you're saying is really why like that emo soundcloud rap vibe was so big mm-hmm. um and it's still kind of a thing is because there was some like my my boss booked all like the really big emo bands that like we grew up with and i grew up with um and that i really loved growing up so to then kind of have this like n- like and you know gen z kind of being like super into like Hard, like hardcore rap and like dirty mm-hmm. rap and like whatever i don't know if those are the and, terms and like the but, Billie you know, like, eilish of, reference yeah. kind
0: of ties in of like that horror
1: yeah the pop. kind of like horror um aspect of it so there's something for me as an older generation to latch on to because the emo connection is there and even like my boss started booking a ton of these soundcloud rappers like towards my the end of my time with him because it was like oh he booked like you know, My Chemical Romance and Taking Back Sunday. It makes sense that he would move into, like, emo rap. Mm-hmm. And so there was something for both of us to understand and, like, latch onto and work with. Whereas, like, the rap was what was bringing in, like, younger people. So it is kind of a weird, like, Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of, <laughs> like,
2: um, something old, something new turning into, mm. like... He's clearly tapping into something. And I think there are also, like, just the fact that he's on TikTok and this is taking off on TikTok, like, there is a huge, horny TikTok as, even yeah. amongst, like, children, which is kind of... Its <laughs> yeah, own that's, separate... its own. that's
1: its own separate episode, obviously. Right. <laughs> but,
2: like, yeah, like, there, are, I think, are a lot of people who just, like, will post very sexually explicit content in a way. Not, like, that they're showing, like, graphic sex, but, like, what they're talking about is very explicit to me. And that's, mm-hmm. like, just a whole genre of TikTok that I see all the time.
1: Yeah. And I, I actually think because, you know, he's someone who... Came up on YouTube and then kind of had this like transition to TikTok and I think really mm-hmm. it kind of came through like gamer TikTok being like oh my god like the streamer is this rapper like I didn't realize that they were the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why he kind of does reject these like over sexualized notions of him, which I yeah. do respect because he's like this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not a like, thing. I mean, granted the song is like very explicit, but it's also you know he's. Do you have the lyrics to the song?
0: Yeah, I can pull them up.
2: I'm curious yeah, like what part. I'm curious, I'm curious to read them and see actually how explicit they are. Because that's uh,
0: where I feel like, he, if, you know, he mentions Billie Eilish in his interview, and the lyrics did kind of remind me of Billie Eilish's music as well. Alexa, do you want to read?
2: Okay, <laughs> please no, do a dramatic a reading. reading. Choke me like you hate me, but you love me. Low-key, want to date me. When you fuck me, touch me with the lights off and my chains on. Baby, I'm not the one you should wait on. Okay, like, honestly, this... Uh, the other thing... Okay, real bad bitch, pussy, bald, like, Saitama. I don't even know what that means. Alright, this isn't... Wait, she said I kill her cat like I'm Luke
1: Magnota
2: Okay, this is... Who's that? I, he's the, he's the like, like... The guy who killed all those cats and then he killed all those oh, real people. okay, okay, okay. You know, like, that don't-fuck-with-cats documentary. Yeah, yeah, okay. What is AM. Saitama... This is, like, truly... Oh, this is oh! anime thing. Okay, this is an anime thing. He's an anime boy, confirmed. My okay. is confirmed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And he's... Uh, well, I think it's specifically
2: character. a Dragon Ball thing, but yeah.
1: yeah. oh, there's a lot of so, different... There's a lot of references that I didn't really understand There's yet. actually
2: a lot of anime references in here. It's... I think it's referencing... What is that, like, Death Wish? Or what is that, like, kind of... Is it actually called Death Notes or Death Wish? That, that, well, like I also a think it, like... Like
1: that. Yeah. So there's also, even though it's called E-Girls Are Ruining My Life, I swear these goth girls really finna fuck up my life as a line. Yeah. And I feel like it very much is, like, this Hot Topic anime, like, when we were 14 trope, put into a format that, like, Gen Z can understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, they don't know who, like... They don't know the whole Luca Magnota thing. I mean, I guess there's, like, a whole documentary about it now. But, like, yeah. they weren't on the internet during that. They weren't watching Dragon Ball Z.
2: <laughs> well, it's just interesting to me, too, though, like, around what you said, like, this is a very explicit song. Like, in some ways, well, and then
1: Oh, my God. He also says, I'm...
2: Uh, yeah, we got, like, Naruto. Bitch, I feel like
1: I'm Gaara, who is a Naruto
2: character. Okay, so here's what I'm getting out of this, actually. Like, the lyrics themselves, like, I listen to way... I mean, I would even say, like, stuff like WAP is way dirtier Yeah, I guess it. it's
1: not that explicit. I think just, like, that initial, like, really deep voice of that, like, joke me. It's just well, like,
2: whoa. What <laughs> I would say is it's not necessarily, like, really, really sexually explicit, but it is very violent, actually, yeah. is what it is. Mm. And, like, I think there's a lot of, like, I'm fucking a dead person vibes. Oh. In this song, Ooh. which really kind of freaks Wait, me sorry, out. Sorry,
0: can you? I'm curious.
2: Um, Are you talking about like this? Which line? Okay, we've got a I blade on that. her thigh. We've got with the corpse with the ring. We've got, I don't know, we've just got like a lot of references okay. to death. She got Death I think. Notes,
1: Dead Souls, Split Die, Chain Cold. Think I fell in love when she said, Grab me by the neck, though. Like, I think I think the all thing, through the night, colder than ice. Yeah, so cool. mm. I swear, these goth girls really finna fuck on my life.
2: I think there's just like a lot, the, like the 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 vibe that I'm getting here is like, I really I'm like killing women and fucking women and all like the combination of the two, which is kind of scary to me. Yeah, I really don't like that. That's... Yeah, which that I think is in a way much more troubling to me than like a teenager listening to. You know, Cardi B in a sense even though it's more Cardi B maybe is more explicit from a purely sexual stance but like this actually to me is maybe mentally uh, more damaging Interesting. <laughs> or yeah. like this is a worse thing for children to consume to me Like it, I like I understand you can have various dynamics in your sex life but I think this is a tough thing for a child to come to terms with mm-hmm. before you have like your own secure healthy relationship to sex. Mm
0: -hmm. At the same time, though, I mean, that... I guess that's nothing... It's nothing new for teenagers to latch on to, like, extremely violent things and not... I mean, let's go back
1: to emo. Yeah. (laughs) Me holding on to every one of those lyrics when they were very much, like, girls ruined my life. I fucking hate them, like... Yeah, that's true. um, I mean, I can't think of an example that's explicitly, like, kill her, but... There's a lot of that. There's a lot of misogyny in
0: emo. Yeah. And just, like, hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Eminem, like, had a lot of stuff about, like, killing... Knife! Yeah. Yeah. And that was huge when when we were that age. Like, or, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe a little bit younger, but I remember everyone was talking about Eminem when we were little. I think... It just doesn't... I think when when kids are that age and they're listening to it, I don't... Think that the gravity of the words that they're hearing In most cases hasn't any significance to them yet So it doesn't yeah. They don't experience it as violence But we hear it and we have too many real life things That we're drawing from when we hear that And if it's like too much Yes Yeah. I would agree with that
1: Yeah I agree with that Yeah I think you're right um, I mean because I hadn't actually pulled up the lyrics I, I think it's interesting that you bring up how violent these are Coming off of Amanda's point I don't feel like this is more violent than anything else I consumed at 13. That's fair. And I think that brings up a whole larger discourse of, like, should we shield children of certain content and certain entertainment? Mm -hmm. Um, And also just, like, violence against women being so a part of entertainment
2: and the greater part of our culture that... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... Like, I think the shielding conversation will never actually be effective as long as this stuff actually just legitimately exists in society. Yeah. Like it's not like it's gonna be better for someone to associate violence against women with sexual gratification at twenty versus a younger age. I mean I guess maybe it is marginally better, but like as long as that is still a threat in society, like shielding children from it is gonna be an effective yeah. strategy. I guess I'm mostly just disappointed that I kind of had
0: uh, higher hopes for Gen Z that they've moved past music about violence against women, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's a little bit disappointing to me that there's still a young fan
2: base for something like this. I think it gets confused really easily though, because like on the one hand, I think there's like a big culture of sex positivity that is being pushed on ever younger audiences, where it's like, I think. Te- the, the sense I get is that teenagers want to feel like they are enlightened about this stuff because I don't think that like you know things like kink or BDSM are necessarily like evil or bad in adult consensual relationships mm-hmm. but like I think kids just don't have the emotional maturity to handle sex period let alone something mm. as intense as that mm-hmm. and I think you know they want they there's a lot of pressure to say that you have this like advanced I don't know experience level when you don't. And I think that's getting, like, more and more extreme mm-hmm. through, like, yeah. Like the, like, the litmus test to be, like, positive about sex is, like, way more extreme than I think it was even when mm-hmm. we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're willing to accept or, like, tolerate or whatever. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Table stakes kind of stuff. I don't know. Scary world.
1: So I think this examination of corpse, who he is, what we know about him, and... His song, E Girls Are Ruining My Life, took an interesting turn. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, I like to stare at Alexa. It's fascinating. But (laughs) I think that this is, I mean, this is why we also talk about this. I think, um, you know, you can pull back the layers on a trend and really see the kind of trend that's always been there, whether that's, you know, this kind of. The music that everyone has gravitated towards it, you know, in their youth and their early teen years, but also that a lot of it is damaging, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we don't really know what that impact is. Are the teens okay? Um, Are the teens okay? I was definitely not okay. Also, was
2: this dude okay?
1: Also, was Corpse okay? Um, I mean. I will say, watching some videos of him, watching a stream with AOC, I am kind of... I, I do kind of... There is something about him that feels like a sweetie to me. Yeah. Um, even though we just ripped apart his song for being violent, there is something there. I mean, look... And I think that's kind of why also, you know, the teens are gravitating towards him, is that there is this, like, we don't know what he looks like, so he could be so hot, but also this, like... Like, the, like, kind of what we are talking about, like, the bad boy mixed with these, like, really endearing moments of him rallying up his fan base to donate the first large sum of money he's ever yeah. been able to donate because now he has all this fame um, playing Among Us with AOC and just, like, you know, talking to her and
2: supporting her campaign and asking about her day and, like... Um, yeah, to be clear, I don't think this is a bad dude. Like, again, he's 27 years old. He's an adult who, like, has, like, a horror persona. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think it's a stretch for him to, like, make a song that clearly he's not actually acting on any of this stuff. It's just, like, sort of, you know, it's just part of a character. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's part of the character. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just interesting and a little concerning how it gets uh, consumed. Yeah, Yeah, and
1: I think, you know, I've thought a lot about the lyrics of emo songs that I grew up that meant a lot to me in my teens. And I've really, like, sat down and examined that a lot and written about, like, what do those lyrics mean to me today, um, even if there's something that, like, pulls at my heartstrings about it. Like, what mm. do the actual words mean about me as a person, mm. about yeah. me as a femme? Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think that you kind of pulled to, pulled an interesting piece of the puzzle out. Um, to really examine it here today, yeah, you know, so
0: that's, yeah. what I, that's what I'm
2: good for here, boys. Hey,
0: and if you're if you're a fan of Corpse and you want to write in about why you like Corpse, tell us your thoughts, your opinions. Please write in. Let's talk about it. Pod at gmail.com
1: I mean, I will still stand by what I said at the beginning of the episode: is that the song does bone me
0: up. The song bones you up, so I'm fascinated. I'm, by... hey, it's serving a purpose. Good for you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, here, uh, the, the old homestead, we are doing a November rom-com marathon here curated by Alexa and to go along with the romance theme of this coming into holiday season, I thought we could get into a little bit of relationship advice TikTok.
2: <laughs> one of my favorite topics of all time in general.
0: I uh, actually don't think I've ever watched relationship advice TikTok. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, so what I'm doing is I'm basically going into Discover and I'm typing in relationship advice and we're going to see what comes up. We're
2: going <laughs> to see what we're going to do today.
0: It. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Alexa, scared. do you want to just pick one? Do you want to okay. just kind of blindly like go in? Okay. Don't read it. Just pick one. Okay. 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 Brutal truth about relationships. Most people get comfortable. Which is a good thing. Until it's
1: not. Most people stay in relationships even after they're hurt. Even after they know they shouldn't be in that relationship anymore. After they know it's not good for them. Because they're comfortable. Because they're scared to lose that person. And instead of losing that person, they lose themselves. Because they start changing to try and please the other person. And they're too scared to be alone again. So they just stay.
2: The brutal truth about relationships.
1: Okay. That's I mean, Yeah, I've literally done that.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think it's true. <laughs> I've done that, but for very different reasons. <laughs> I think there is an ass I'm sure people do that for that exact reason, but I think there's also the aspect of, like, logistically breaking up with someone is very hard. It's not that yeah. I'm afraid to be alone, it's that I don't want to go through this conscious uncoupling you know mm-hmm. it's i think those are different things. i
1: mean breaking up especially older and when you know you and i but bo- all of us have lived with partners at some point you yeah. I mean, live together it's a real fucking pain in like, the ass you really got to yeah. be sure that that's like i help.
2: wish to god i was alone in this place but i don't know how to get someone to pack up their stuff you know you lose <laughs> assets yeah <laughs> like, like that's different. i have items
0: that are no longer mine
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> after i lost animals <laughs> I mean, it's a, fi- uh. <laughs> it's also, like, a financial conversation more than anything, like, because it's, like, you know, you have to find a new place to live, and that costs money. Like, Well, it's also, cost like,
1: money. moving costs money, is someone going to keep the apartment? If yep. so, can they afford it on their own? If so, can we afford, like, what is it to break the lease? And right. it's basically bringing, it's also, if you are doing the breaking up, like, you are bringing that financial stress upon this person that maybe was
2: not dissipating it. Yeah, and in a lot of cases, it's not like you want to screw that person over. Like, you're thinking of, like, you know, I don't want to make this person's life actually that much Mm -hmm. worse. So it's complicated. Well, because
1: also usually when you're in a situation like this, I mean, I can only speak from my experience and the experience of my loved ones, um, is that if it's just, like, truly, like, the relationship's gotten too comfortable, you're kind of realizing, like, you're losing yourself, it's becoming a little bit codependent, like, you don't, like, no one did anything wrong to the point where you're like, fuck this person. Right. Um, And there's probably still a layer of, like, caring about them and their well-being. So it's also, like, I mean, at least when I was, you know, leaving my last partner, who I lived with, I was like, like, breaking up with him was not only, like, ruining a relationship for him, that he wasn't really expecting to be hit with, but also them being like, do you have an extra six grand to pay for this, like, one-bedroom <laughs> right? apartment exactly. in New York?
2: Yeah, that shit is not easy. Okay, overall, uh, the truth is true. Though. Sorry, I want to hear just, what did she Most say in the beginning? Most people get comfortable.
0: Most, is okay, I just wanted to hear what she said in the beginning. Most people get comfortable. Like... When I hear that, I think like, oh, they're peeing with the door open more, <laughs> like that type of comfortable. But I, I guess what she means is like, you just kind of like you tolerate a lot. You tolerate, a, yeah, because so it's I easier mean, I do. to stay than to leave. Honestly, relationship goals for
1: me is getting comfortable enough to like fart in front of a person. Yeah, like sure. I think it's good to be comfortable, like there is a comfort
0: level that you want. I think, yeah, I think like um, my opinion on this advice is that I don't think it's good advice because it's framed so negatively. It's framed th- negatively around the concept of comfort and safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think that you know, the, the other side of this is to say hey, when you're in a relationship make sure that you're paying attention to your boundaries and your standards. Right. That's yeah. a much better way to put it. I think it's also like,
1: where is that sense of comfort coming from? Mm-hmm. Is it comfortable because you don't want to be alone is it comfortable because you, you know, have anxious attachment styles, mm-hmm. or is it comfortable because you have someone who like totally makes you feel safe, just like makes you feel
2: safe? Do yeah. anybody have anxious attachment style here? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> baby, <Say laughs> like, <Maybe. the> Dog, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of us.
0: Everyone <laughs> in this. Actually, <laughs> pretty much everyone we're.
2: in this apartment. I would say we're you know,
1: <laughs> and so I think it also just takes a lot of self awareness to be able to look at that. Yeah. But I agree with you, Amanda. I think how she says, like how she framed it as like getting comfortable is bad, and yeah. I'm like, eh, there's good comfort and there's, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe more negative comfort. Right.
0: All right. Should we pick a different one? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you want to pick one?
1: Yeah. Sure. Let's let's see what a man has to say. <laughs> <laughs> a man's oh, opinion God. for one? Let's see what this white man has to say. <laughs>
2: okay. Avoiding the argument because it's not worth the fight is kind of like using an emotional credit card. Right, so those feelings, or those needs, or that clock. thing in you that's not being seen, you'll just yeah. kind of push off for another time. Or uh, or you'll dress it up in a nice way. You'll be like, ah, I can just be content, I can just let it go, I can just relax, you know, and you'd push it off. But over
0: years, that debt starts to accumulate. And it feels like, I don't
2: know, loneliness. Emotional distance. Um, this guy is doing a lot of weird gesticulations. <laughs> you know, we can feel resentful His lighting is too, too much. Yeah, so the
1: production best, is so much. Also is the f- we hashtag hard. psychology. Yeah.
2: we traded feeling heard for feeling safe. So okay. 15, 15, 15. okay. Yeah. Wait, well, okay, I this actually, guy, I will say he is an actual psychotherapist. I actually think this guy is better articulating the first video. Yeah. I think okay. he's saying exactly that. Like, you trade, you get comfortable being you get comfortable crossing your own boundaries or like having like tolerating a certain amount of shit that you don't actually like just to keep the peace yes. kind of is mm-hmm. the vibe that i am getting again Which
1: then turns into
2: resent. resent. yeah cuz once you resent somebody there's kind of it's no it's back hard from to that. get back from that yeah there's a the little communication you can do there in my opinion. But this guy's vibe is... Re- yeah. Oh, yeah. I well, he's an out. actual psychotherapist. I do want...
1: I'm like, if you said this to me in a session, I would, like, absolutely
2: fucking... I do not want him... Scream. ...to be my therapist. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Should sure we do one Yeah. You. Do one more. All right. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's hard not to think about it too much when... Just pick one. I don't know who needs to hear this
2: But when women love They love with all their hearts You give them, they're going to give you more You show them attention, they're going to show you All the attention in the world But once a woman is mistreated And it continues to happen The woman is going to check out And once she checks out She is gone There's no coming back to that Remember that
0: I don't know if I okay. can relate to so that.
1: That's
2: not true Okay, one... <laughs> as, okay,
1: I feel bad saying this, but as soon as I saw the lip fillers, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> I mean... May not be why I uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, one, gender binary is fake.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, just <laughs> the idea that, like, obviously that's a very heteronormative perspective, perhaps. I do think maybe in straight relationships it's much more common for, like, the woman in the relationship to be giving more. I think that's a very common situation. As a gay person, I can tell you that, you know, you're not both giving more. There is capacity for women to be, you know, not great. <laughs> so Yeah, I, yeah I, I mean,
1: it. like, I've dated both men and women, and there is capacity for all genders to be bad and all right. genders <laughs> to be good. Uh, it is definitely not one or the other. I mean, I definitely, you know, the giving is definitely associated with feminine um you know uh the caretaker the nurturer the, you know all these Run. kind of archetypes the intuitive the person who's more that, emotional like, and loves deeper and she's framing
0: that like that's a good thing right and like, it's it, not like alive. oh and then like once you're bad then that goes away and that's our punishment like that's are, this is yeah. the basically human, like, the problem is that you both need to give equally yeah <laughs> This is the meme of like, are straight people okay? Yes. <laughs> and the answer is no, yeah. they're not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and is... I am
0: straight, but n- we're not. We're okay. not. Yeah, they're not
2: okay. You're not okay. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, good well, luck to her. Good luck um,
1: to you. Good luck to you. Good luck to the lip fillers. Uh, I I really hate the this generation lip filler <laughs> obsession. <laughs> I, know, this. Uh, I was, I texted Amanda the other day, like, at two in the morning. I Actually, other day, I think this was last night. It was, was like, last night? <laughs> I was like, I finally understand why I hate the, like, big lip makeup trend with, like, the blush nose. Okay. And it's because, I mean, one, I think it's, like, there's a weird, like, infantization thing going on. Oh, interesting. Two okay. is that I expect them to have a cold. Like, when I play the video, I'm like, you're going to have a cold. And then they talk normal. And it's like the cognitive dissonance. I'm like, That "Uh." is
2: so funny. That is so funny. They do.
0: It's like, why is it looking like you're sick in right now during a global pandemic? Yeah. Um, (laughs) COVID cheek, baby. I guess we didn't, um, in the beginning, we didn't talk about what we've been liking on TikTok. So maybe we can just kind of close out with that. Okay. Um, Alexa, what have you been enjoying on your feed? I'll lately? start.
2: I found a new TikToker who I very much enjoy. Her name, God help me, is Mommy Farmer. Oh and she posts <laughs> the best, like, wake up every morning and I have my dogs and my little piglet and my ducks and my goats. And she, like, makes the rounds and she, like, takes you through it. And she makes these, like, truly idyllic looking, like, fairy tale rounds of her little farm. And they are so calming. And, like, I, believe me, I went to a Boag school, so I know farming is not fun, but she makes it look very fun and wow. calming, So I've been appreciating that. That's good. Yeah, there actually is a lot of like good farm content on TikTok I've found. Like a lot of very soothing, even like older dudes who are just like Yep, that's Bessie. She's coming in. And it's like some like beautiful cow like, like wandering up from a pasture. And actually, yeah, I really I really enjoy that stuff. That's sweet.
0: I like that. Yeah. Like, what have you been
2: uh, watching? Enjoying?
1: Um, So I really am loving Kara the vet tech's work. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a vet tech, obviously. And she has one of those mini microphones, which I'm oh, dying to get one. Yeah, the interview, and she yeah. goes you are just the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life what do you have to say to the people today and then she holds the microphone and they're just like sniffing or eating it yeah. or if it's a cat it's like hissing. The like, and then she just goes great thanks yeah and like i don't know what i think it's hilarious yeah no, and it's just the cutest thing i've ever seen in my
0: life wow we all like animals today huh? a lot of animals on my yeah what's yours is yours animal Okay, this is not one that I like. This is one that freaked me out. Okay. (laughs) There's just, like, I found this. She's, like, appears to be, like, a model. Like, you know, just, like, very, like, exactly what you picture when you think of, like, a TikTok, like, model type person. And her whole account is, like, it's it's like footage of what appears to be her breaking up with her boyfriend but there's no audio it's only music and then the next one is like her it's just like consecutively like her process of like recovering from this no but it's like but does it actually exist
1: yeah it looks staged and I'm like oh my god is this like uh oh my god who is that like fake youtube blogger like sad girl 15 or something
2: yeah (laughs) that was the OG yeah yeah, I don't know. I'm. It's like... I do see that a lot on TikTok where it's like someone... It appears to be a, a real video at first glance, but then you see they've recreated it like 10 times throughout their feed and you're like, this can't be real, right? Because yeah. Because you're like trying to get this particular scenario to go viral so many times.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, anyway, it was real weird. I went down the whole thing of just like watching this girl and I'm like either this is like extremely sad because she's like documenting her process of like you know she looks depressed and like you know like getting over this breakup but then i'm like is this even real like was there a breakup how did she know how did she yeah. like curate this so well it's I, anyways i'm just curious that's what i've been watching
2: i would <laughs> also be curious the psychology of someone who is going through something like that and is like well better take to tiktok yeah <laughs>
0: like, i feel like yeah. usually when i'm in that state i'm so riddled with like God. shame and like confused thoughts i wouldn't want that to be public well, and I luck. wouldn't look good while I was doing it either. <laughs> good, good
2: luck to her. Good luck, <laughs> good luck to her. Good luck to all the mamas out there. All the
1: mamas out the TikTok hey mamas. Name hey mamas. Hey mamas.
0: Okay, we love it. All right. Um,
1: well, we love you. We love you. Thanks for listeners. listening,
0: Listeners, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you
2: on TikTok. Hit me up on Google Drive. Send <laughs> us <laughs> up on an LinkedIn. email.
0: Let's talk about it. Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram let's talk about
2: it podcast
0: yes what's oh, our instagram that sounds handle right. <laughs> sure.
2: uh, i think it's
1: let's talk about it podcast please hold please hold it is let's talk about it podcast on instagram
0: please follow us we are on uh apple podcast please remember to rate review and subscribe we're also on spotify overcast mm. Good. Alright. All the things. All the things. Love it.
1: Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.